Broadcasters, the only show that asks, what's a broadcaster anyway? As always, I am Christian Blatt on the still living off the triumph of my guest appearance on Yo Remember the 90s. Jealous, Eric? You should I, you be. know, I uh I can I can look that up at any one time when I really want to be entertained on YouTube. So that makes me happy. Well, we talked about 90s horror with uh obnoxious John, Cardiff Electric, and myself. So everybody check that out. And uh, so jealous about uh, the fact that I got to be on that show. Uh, Carl Hamburger, once again, right back out on assignment. Yeah, uh, you know, but, and I, I, I want to address that. Uh, sure. Because, you know, I mean, we've got a number of wonderful people who have taken the time to say hello. And, and, and I'm with you, you know. Uh, what a slacker, for God's sake. <laughs> um, so, you know, I would love nothing more than to see his handsome face as much as you would. But yes. since he's not here, he's obviously slacking. We, you know, the show must go on. So we're going to try to carry on uh, without him, Chris. Yeah, we're going to we're going to do what we can. We're going to soldier on. We may have called in some reinforcements. So uh, stay tuned to find out what that might be. But uh, for now, uh, before we dive into our videos, we'll uh, let you know that uh, Eric Zane over there, he's going to be manning the chat. And uh, if you send a super chat, we will, of course, put it on as quickly as we can, uh, much to the chagrin of that guy on the Discord, but uh, we will get it up there right away. And as always, the highest U.S. dollar value Super Chat will be my sign-off for the show. If it's a light day, you might be able to get me to say something really dumb for two bucks. Exactly, so, uh, exactly. And if so, basically, even if you like Christian and myself and the show, sure. or you don't, Make this a hideous thing that he would not want to say. I love to see him squirm. Yeah. Oh no, no. If if I if you don't give me something to say that I have to immediately go downstairs and explain to my wife, look, somebody might send you a clip of this thing that I said. Here's here's what that's all about. Yeah. If it's not that, then you guys didn't do your job. Now, just keep in mind that if if Christian said something bad about the writers' union, that would really, really resonate at the Blatt household. It's you true. Know, it, writers' it union would. sucks. Writers' yeah. guild, bunch of assholes. You know, I, if I said the you know the studios caved too soon and uh, they gave up too much, you know, anything like that, uh, there, uh, I believe I would be sleeping on the proverbial couch tonight, yeah. but. Anyway, so keep all of that in mind. But for now, let's go take a look at local news. Others imitate it. We appreciate it. Uh, not a super chat, but MT in the chat, uh, he uh, he or she, don't want to generalize, they uh, realize what a great opportunity this is. MT says, is that right? Time to bust out these spicy Israel takes I've been saving up. Yes. See, now you're thinking. No, you're, you're getting it. Yeah, you yes. definitely get the concept of super chatting my sign up for the show. Get well, at, as we start with uh, local news, though. Obviously, look, we all order food. I mean, we have it delivered. Grubhub, you know, uh, Uber Eats, any, it doesn't matter which one. And 
you know, we've had to basically have the suspension of disbelief when it comes to those, Eric. As soon as that sticker goes on, we're like, great. It's safe. Nothing could possibly happen. Have you ever had a problem with, uh, with uh, you know, a delivery from one of those apps? Uh, no. In fact, the only time I've done it when I was, uh, I, I've never done this because I'm at home all the time. But the only time I did it when I was in your neck of the woods and they yeah. delivered my In-N-Out burger uh, on time and it was perfect. Well, and that was smart, too, because uh, people will get in that in and out drive through line for, you know, 90 minutes sometimes. So just have them bring it to you. You'll eat when you eat. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, there is some surveillance footage from a restaurant actually not too far from here in uh, Long Beach, California, where unfortunately uh, they did have a little problem with a, a Grubhub driver. And uh, I, I think that uh, we'll take a look at it. And uh, Eric and I will uh, chime in as we go through. Mexihana's Hibachi Grill CEO Martin Luzania says his security cameras were rolling earlier this week in Long Beach when this Grubhub driver picked up an order, but instead of delivering it promptly, used his teeth to open the bag, then began chowing down on a customer's food. We're going to go ahead and pause it there for a second. Uh, that's really the nightmare, I think. Even long before we had the apps with the stickers, when just the delivery, you know, was just in a brown paper bag from the restaurant, somebody dropped it off. I think this was always what we were concerned about. You know, it was somebody helping themselves to a French fry or six. Well, well, what's the, uh, I mean, what's the outcome here? What could it possibly be? He's eaten the food. You can't get more food. Is he just, is, or is he just eating some of it? And then well, I, I think. The rest? I think that that's uh, that, that's what the uh, gentleman who runs the establishment, who, by the way, even uh, this is a the the story was definitely a little bit longer from KTLA here in L.A. This guy who runs a restaurant goes above and beyond. He's great. So okay. uh, if it was closer, I would feel like I should give them my business just okay. for the sake of this guy being cool. Um, right. But uh, <laughs> you got to think twice about Grubhub. But it's I was pissed. <laughs> I was upset. You know, I was, and I I went outside and confronted. There he is. And, you know, and um, he told me it was his food. But something didn't feel right. Oh, that's Luzania awesome. immediately checked his surveillance footage. I went to the tablet to my iPad. I pulled up the video right when I seen him peel the plastic off the label and bite the bag with his teeth. I I rushed to the phone and called the customer. He says he watched the driver fork through five different plates of food with his own metal utensils. Mouthful. <laughs> Whatever didn't fit in his mouth was falling right back onto that plate. Luzania says by the time he got a hold of the customer, the food had been delivered and rewrapped perfectly. I said, sir, I'll send you the video, but your food was tampered with. Please don't eat it. Luzania prepared the customer another order and delivered it himself. So the guy who runs the oh, restaurant shit. actually makes sure that this customer gets fresh food, gets it uh, delivered. I feel like he's probably going to you know, slip a couple uh, gift cards in there or something, really make up for this. It's not the guy's fault who runs a restaurant. You know, That's incredible that he did yeah. that. That's going over and above. That's fantastic. Yeah. And this he, is why we need to have open borders. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and, and Carl's not here, and you know how much he would agree to that idea. So <laughs> he's really so missing out fun, today. So much fun to not have fuckface Carl here. We can say all the shit that he doesn't like, right. and he can't say anything. All right, you've known him longer than I have. I don't get to call him that. Maybe next year I can call him <laughs> fuckface Carl. But and and at the end of this piece, this guy who runs a restaurant is like, look, if you're a delivery driver and you come to my restaurant and you're hungry. Just let me know. I got you. Like, I'll give you a bowl of something. All right. Don't don't fuck with. He doesn't say this on the TV, yeah. but he's like, don't fuck with the food that people paid for. Yeah, that's so. Uh, but 
If you're the customer who got the, you know, purloined food and the free food, do you throw away the purloined food or do you go like, well, if I heat it up enough, all the germs are going to be oh, killed? Oh, God, no. Did you see okay. that guy? Oh, <laughs> fuck. He had a, you look like Vinnie Paulino. <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, that's, that's Vinny at his fighting weight, I would say. But uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's an unfortunate situation. But the reason we started with that story, because I think we can all relate. And it's basically what we're all terrified of you know, something like that uh, happening uh, any day now, you know, the next time you order, you're going to think twice, everybody out there in, in uh, WATB land. And by the way, special points for purloined there. I still don't know what that means. It's uh, the title of a uh, Edgar Allan Poe story. I'm not actually entirely sure either. So, okay. All uh, right. Uh, <laughs> you just used it, and now I don't yeah. feel so bad. Well, it's October, so I feel like I could dust off, you know, uh, we'll do a dramatic recreation of the Telltale Heart next week. <laughs> but instead of having somebody get to your food before it gets to your house, what about having a, a little visitor show up and getting to food that's already in the fridge. That happened uh, for a, uh -huh. a Connecticut woman. A black bear breaks into this house through a window screen and roams around for a bit. You can see him going from room to room. So, like, as comfortable as I am in my house. Here you could see the bear entering the kitchen, Come opening on. up the freezer, grabbing lasagna, and then ultimately leaving the house through the kitchen window. Why do they have to start off and say that it's a black bear? You know, why do they have to judge like that? It's just a bear, okay? Does it really matter? It's, you know, it's, it's so, so ridiculous. It looks like they've set up the house specifically <laughs> for the bear. That window being, I mean, it's almost like he opened the window yeah. himself. It, yeah, it's like when you go to SeaWorld and the stage has like a, you know, a fake house set up and then the seal is going to slide across the table and uh, go right out the window. Uh, yeah, it's almost like and and he knew that the frozen lasagna was in there. This sounds like an inside job. Yeah, I feel I, like somebody hey, gave him information. You know, what? It, it's I, we're joking, but and uh, but sorry, a comment just threw me off. We're joking, but. I, you know, whenever I see video like this, I'm trying to picture the family being some, uh, how taking advantage of it and then yeah. se almost setting the bear up for success to put the video <laughs> out there to become internet famous. Right, exactly. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, and, and this lady's got a better uh, ring camera than I do. I just have it on my doorbell, but she's got it throughout the house. That's probably pretty smart. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what she thought when she saw the, the bear on the camera. It was very hard to believe. God. My mom made me some lasagna. I left it in the freezer right. and the bear just, you know, took it. <laughs> Helena Richardson was at work when she got a ring notification on her phone about something being inside her home. I knew no one was supposed to be at home at that time. So I checked and indeed it was a bear. The tag bear is then seen on an outside camera holding the lasagna <laughs> and walking away on the deck. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, but the bear did leave behind a mess. It's actually stayed in the house for about 35 minutes. And the reason I end the story there is because what did that bear do for 35 minutes? You know, does he, does he, does he take a shower? Does he take a nap somewhere? I mean, oh, did it, God. was, was there, this is going to be a really hip current reference for the WATB audience. Was there a gentle Ben marathon on television that he helped himself oh. to? Just to see the place trash would make the story that much better. As it is, it looks like a sitcom. Yeah, no, exactly. Now, where I grew up in, uh, right where the suburbs of New York City start to get rural, uh, there would be bears sometimes and they would show up. Uh, and, you know, it was a lot of like, 
oh yeah, you uh, want to make sure you stay away from them. But my favorite thing from the story that it's it's not worth having the video go longer, but I did a, a freeze frame of it. Uh, there's there's some tips, and uh, number one, right there at the top, Eric, I think is probably the only one you need. Yep. Never feed bears. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Yeah, because everything on there is all about feeding them. Yeah, well, yeah, because there's bird feeders outside and uh, put your garbage in airtight containers. Yeah. Keep your barbecue grills, grills clean. And I'm like, all right, if if there were bears going around Southern California, they would definitely get at my grill because I do not do a good job cleaning it. No. And uh, do not leave pet food outside. But by the way, the pet itself is also pet food for a bear. So Absolutely. make sure the pet comes inside. The bears always look so punchable. You have no idea that they're that they're <laughs> vicious, but it, it looks like the type of creature you could just kind of like play with or something like that. It, it's interesting that you went with punchable because i really thought you were going to talk about like how cute they look and how well, they, they are. are they are but at the same time they just you, you feel like you could do anything to them you have no idea they, they they don't appear to be crazed killers if you piss them off right right exactly uh but let us know in the chat uh super chat or otherwise uh anybody who maybe uh has had a run-in with the bear and possibly learn from some of these lessons you know We've all seen those uh, police sketches that they release. You know, probably the most famous one is the one of uh, Ted Kaczynski when we just knew him as the Unabomber, which, you know, he had sunglasses and a hoodie on. I don't know how helpful that was. I don't think that they caught him based on that uh, that no. courtroom sketch or that, no. that uh, artist sketch. And there's a uh, this is a gentleman that we actually had on just last week. Uh, I think I forget exactly what market this is, but they were his co-host uh, didn't realize that a guy who cleared out a Home Depot restroom was about to take a big shit. He said, I'm going to drop a bomb in here. Right. And the lady. Yeah. So this is that guy. He's uh, feeling like a the local authorities caught a suspect in spite of the police sketch, not because of it. Okay. This is the guy they're, uh, they want, they want people in Pennsylvania to be out on the lookout for. He's got, uh, he's got a nose and some hair that goes like that. Yep. And he was, uh, he was wearing a hat. Sure was. With this particular, particular crime. He's got kind of a chin that comes down to a, almost a point. Stands oh about five God. feet, four inches tall. There it is. <laughs> Get a good look for yourself. Oh, and now I'm getting word that police actually caught this guy. Ah! Thanks to the sketch, no doubt. So here's a picture of the real guy. Yeah! <laughs> there he is. God damn! It's uncanny, Lisa. <laughs> uh, the, the guy uh, on the left is now charged with two counts of theft. Is being held in the Lancaster jail. Yeah, I mean, obviously, sometimes it works. You know, wow. when I was skeptical, but rewatching it with you now, Eric, I realized that's the only way they caught that guy because that... I will say they nailed his eyes. You know, the rest of it doesn't really look like him. Fuck, but, man. Uh... I mean, you can actually see the fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Look at that melon. His eyes are like one inch apart. God damn. <laughs> Uh, our next video is what I like to call a happy accident because uh, I wanted to check in on our raven-haired uh, favorite local newscaster, Julie Baker. Ah, and, I love, uh, I love I, Julie. I did find some good stuff for her. We're going to have to wait till next week because I found an even better clip uh, from it's it's from a couple years ago. 
But uh, I, I think within seconds, you'll understand why I opted for this instead of our girl, Julie. Okay. Well, federal court recently ruled that animals may not sue for copyright protection, but under the settlement, Slater will pay a quarter of royalties from this book to charities, which help this specific type of monkey, <laughs> which I believe is called a mycock. <laughs> can you spell that? <laughs> I can barely say it. What, a mycock? A macaque. Macaque. Yeah. What is it called? A macaque. A crested macaque. Now what you said. So this part's great. Everybody's yeah. having fun. Yeah. Uh, the the real fun will be when the uh, the weathercaster uh, tries to give you the forecast. But okay. Uh, Obviously, I mean, this, and and this is proudly posted. This is the Fox affiliate in Colorado Springs. They are happy to have this clip out there. It's got a lot of views, and uh, oh boy, did it jump right out at me! But uh, I don't know. Would you know what that monkey's called? Uh, you know, my my kid well, subscribes to National Geographic Kids. We got books everywhere, so I know it's a macaque. Even that name is funny. But he called it a mycock. Yeah, he said mycock, and that's yeah. and that's you know, in TV news, that's an opportunity. Anytime a TV guy is an opportunity to say cock on the air, they're going to do that. Okay. Yeah. And so you just say it, you'd laugh a little, even if you're faking it, like, oh, oopsie, I said cock, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, but they, they, they knew what they're, it probably said in the stage direction, make sure you say my cock. Yeah. Right. And it, it could even be as simple as during the commercial break. Yeah. He's like, what's the thing called the my cock? And they're like, no, but definitely say that on the air. But yes, all the same, they got this, you know, clean cut white bread newscaster to say that on TV and uh, they're enjoying it. Forecast first. <laughs> <laughs> It's not what you said. <laughs> Rewind the tape. Oh my god. <laughs> Coffee. Oh, it is. Uh... <laughs> I can't do this. <sighs> All right. We apologize. Do you? Do you really? Fantastic. Seven thirty-seven. Do you really apologize for that? Because I, I don't think he's sorry. I don't this, even think he's a little bit sorry. They. This is what they live for on TV news. It yeah. isn't. It isn't to give us an accurate. Who cares about the forecast? Everybody looks at their phone. We don't. Yeah. We don't need this shit. This well, is. This is all we live for when it comes to TV news. I think we can understand why they appreciate our girl, Julie Baker, so much, because uh, she's just there to have fun and make people laugh. And uh, clearly that that whole crew. And I think it's all the same people except her. So, uh, you know, it's a little tight knit group here. Kelly uh, Riddle. Is that is that new? Is that new story and old story? What do you what do you know? Well, that, No, I, I was very upfront. I yeah. said that this is from a while ago, but it's. Yeah. It, it, I was looking for another story from a friend and um well, let's yeah, let's just Kelly. say that the next time we visit with Julie Baker, Eric, you're going to be even more on board. Uh, yeah. She's she's made Absolutely. an alteration. Yeah, Kelly, what, what the fuck that Kristen said? Did you not understand, cock? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it. And and there we have used videos on this show that have been around for a while. I always try to let everyone know. Oh, this one's a little a little bit old. <laughs> oh, uh, Eric, I'm pretty sure you got to read that one. I might have to read it later. But oh uh, yeah, now, you yeah, it's uh, Nelson's. T A S and game archive 
dropped $2 on us. Thank you. That's the clubhouse leader. And it says, uh, what's this monkey called? A Knigar. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the joke. No, I, I think that uh, it's lost in translation. Yeah, but uh, you know, I've never, you know I've what? Never if, seen that before. If uh, for twelve dollars, that joke would be even funnier. All right. Mm, yep. Well, we've had enough laughs, so let's uh, head over to talk shows where there's uh, usually never any laughing. I said, "Can you dig it?" I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I want to make sure to uh, just uh, put some cold water on the fun we're having here on the show. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith should probably be in parentheses at this point. Uh, doing the rounds on her book. And, uh, you know, can't say that uh, I, I feel uh, particularly uh, well, strongly about her prior to the last couple of years. And, you know, in general, Will Smith always seemed fairly likable. Uh, but you know, he slapped Chris rock and then, you know, you kind of change your view on that. Uh, but man, she's just getting on TV and, and she is cucking the fresh prince just really hardcore. Yeah. This is, this has been a uh, uh, rough for quite some time. And if I think Smith should thank her because she's taken the heat off of him. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so let's uh, we've got a couple of clips from uh, an appearance on the Today Show, which, uh, yes, made some news at the end of last week. But uh, there's a couple of these that I feel like we have to focus on. So let's uh, listen to Jada Pinkett Smith with Hodaka Teeb. Still don't know how to say her name on the Today Show. There are so many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most that I actually had to reread it because right. I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016... You and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce yes. on paper, right. but it right. was a divorce. Yes. So from uh -huh. the year 2016, uh -huh. which is seven years ago, right. <laughs> y'all yes. have been... Uh, also, y'all have been lying to everyone and uh, really going out of your way to, you know, uh, tamp down any rumors, uh, dragging those kids into having to defend their parents' crazy lifestyle. Um, yeah. Uh, what was that comment you had brought up? I, I, I want to give credit to the person that uh, characterized her as a twat. Uh, there it is. Steven, Steven is, is hatted with her bullshit yeah. already. What uh, happened? Well, what I happened to this, her alopecia? Yeah. I hate this twat. She's a phony. What, yeah. <laughs> what well, happened to her alopecia? That's exactly right. She's she, fucking fine. She was a skinhead the last time we saw her, but now she's Marshall Mathers. You know, she's definitely right. got the tight, slim, shady fade there. Yeah, she uh, looked fine. It's it's she. You know, typically they they lose if she has alopecia, they're going to lose their eyebrows and their eyelashes. They look like aliens. She looks great. This is all bullshit. Yeah, but oddly enough, rumor has it that uh, she's got like a Cornell West bush, like just crazy. <laughs> yeah, so like all the hair just went to one spot. And, uh, you know, again, that's allegedly I don't I can't uh, I can't say one way yeah. or the other. Uh, uh, so I'll, go ahead, Eric. Sorry. The 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 um, 
the inappropriate reactions to all of that weird shit that that what's her face was revealing Hoda Kotb. Yeah. And yeah, it that's the those are the types of reactions when they're talking about, you know, how good your kids doing in school, you know? She's yeah. they're giving all this dirty laundry about that she gives in her stupid book and she seems to be delighted with what she's told she's everyone. Like, yes. Divorced, separated. <laughs> Uh, she's not a human, right? I mean, that uh, that's really the only explanation, you know? Very (laughs) strange. Well, uh, of course, the uh, topic of the Oscars came in, and she hadn't really done enough to uh, really disparage the name of the Fresh Prince, but uh, uh, he doesn't come out looking great here. Let's let's go to this clip. I'm really shocked, because... Mind you, I'm not there. We haven't called each other husband and wife yeah. in a long time. I'm like, what is going on I right keep now? My wife's, wife's name. name out of your yes. mouth, yes. right? And yes. I'm like, but now I'm really worried for Will because I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. Are you? Are you really worried for Will? Uh, you know, and uh, yeah. So uh, prior to that was the the notion about uh, keep my wife's name out your mouth as uh, my wife's name out your fucking mouth. By right, the way, right. Let's make sure we get that in there. And uh, yeah, she's like, oh, that's the first time he called me his wife in like seven years. I'm like, oh, that's the takeaway, Jada. <laughs> Why can't Hoda say what's wrong with you? No, no wow. people don't do this. Why in the world aren't you divorced? What's What's keeping you together specifically? Well, let's, let's keep watching. Maybe we'll get some answers, Eric. All right. What viewers did not see at the time while Oscar clips were being shown was Chris Rock leaning over the stage to talk to Jada. And Chris looks to me and he says, Jada, I meant you. I meant no harm. Now, I, I'm just out of it because i yeah. really worried about and Will. what's Will doing? He's just sitting there. And Will's still talking. He's like, oh. he's still, because now he's mad because Chris is talking to me. And I go, Chris, this is about some old <laughs> That's all I could think to say, yeah. right? And I couldn't really take in his apology. How unusual for Will, a guy who, I mean, on that kind of stage to do something so insane. Absolutely. It's totally it's out of character. It's not him whatsoever. <laughs> That's the interesting thing is somehow this became about Jada, not right. not uh, Will's uh, sudden flash of violence, not Chris Rock getting slapped in the face. This is really the really her takeaway is like, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, but the the good takeaway, the reason why I pulled that is her explanation. This is about some old shit. Right. <laughs> right. Which um, I do in uh, I do an Oscars uh, wrap up every year on my channel, the Black Cast, uh, and we that year we were just like, well, clearly, you know, we knew so much about their relationship at that point. Most of it was lies, as it turned out, that it was just like, oh yeah, clearly this is just something that's been brewing for a while, and he feels like he needs to do this. You know, it's it's not really a revelation, except for the fact that she's admitting it. You know. Look at that fucking family. What a fucked up disaster that family is. For all the times that you with your family, me with my family, and anybody in the audience, when fucked up shit happens in the house, we can just look to these assholes who are filthy rich, and he's got an Oscar, and they gladly trade places with you because everything in their life is fucked up. 
<laughs> By the way, I thought that they only had uh, two kids. It wasn't until literally this picture that I'm like, you know, there's because this was the Karate Kid. I guess he's older now. I'm like, I don't know who this one is. Where did they find him? Did they uh, just get him out of central casting because they felt like ah, we should probably bring in a younger kid for these group photos? Yeah, I don't. I have and that's no that's idea. Willa right there. Uh, you know, uh, what was her song? Whip, whip your hair back and forth. That's her. And yeah. she's, uh, is she like doing this in solidarity of her mother or something there? And that with the with the no hair. I mean, because if if that's not the explanation, then I'm very interested to know why well, she's bald right now. Well, an another interesting thing is the whole business about alopecia. When they first brought that up after this happened, yeah, everybody noticed that she has stubble. She has Walter White stubble. Her and the kid, they yeah. they look identical. She hasn't lost any hair. She shaved her fucking head, is what she did. Yeah, uh, so, uh, and obviously it's a little bit too much of a regimen for uh, for Willow right there. I don't know. Uh, it's it's just reprehensible to spend time with uh, some of these celebrity families. That's why when you see the, the normal celebrity family, uh, it's like, oh, there's got to be something that we're missing. But uh, every once in a while you get one of those. Could I'm you not bang? Thinking Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just going to jump in. Could you bang a bald dude? Would you be able to pull that off? Or a bald chick, I should say. Oh, I was going to say, like, you're asking two different questions. <laughs> so uh, have uh, have you seen Star Trek, the motion picture from 1979? Yes, yes. So uh, Percy Shambata is her name, and she was a supermodel. So uh, the answer is, in my mind, I have done it many times. Okay. Many, many, I, many, I do many remember times. that. Yeah. We were yeah, kids yeah. then, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy I know, shit. yeah. Uh, Willow and Jaden are both non-binary. Honk, honk, says Nelson's TAS and Game Archive for $2. I mean, the, the other kid with the mustache, am I missing something? Is that Jazzy Jeff? Like, I'm really not sure who that might be. I, I don't know. Uh, I really thought they had two kids. That's, you know, uh, that means I'm going to have to leave L.A., I guess. I feel like we need to know those things. Yep, yep. But, well, if we weren't having fun with those clips, Eric... We're really not going to have fun with what's next, because if you remember last week, we started cycling through the return of the late night talk shows. Last week, we spent some time with Jimmy Fallon. Tonight, we're going to see Stephen Colbert. Uh, remember, not the Stephen Colbert that people liked from Comedy Central. This is the late show, Stephen Colbert. And uh, after five months away, the show starts off with really just some top notch, hysterical production just a great piece right here as the son of a son of a sailor i went out on the sea for adventure because it's been five months that's why he has a beard oh hello sea chum what's the latest news really she's dating travis kelsey i think this is the one so what else have i missed The WGA strike is over, but how did they deal with the AI issue? Oh, I see. Artificial intelligence can be used, but it can't be credited as a writer or be a source of literary material. That makes sense. Why did that take five months? So, when does the show start again? Tonight, but I'm 2,700 nautical miles from Broadway. There's no time to waste. Don't worry, Eric. Here's where the funny starts. To the end, Sullivan. Let's go. Riding the dolphin. Faster. Okay. <laughs> if you wave. If 
he said yeah. he didn't have a heart on there, he'd be lying. I'm good with the water. Okay. Ha-ha. I think we've solved the idea that I'm in the ocean. That's right. Whoa. Oh. Thank you, friend. Stay. Keep him moist. I've got a show to do. Hey, you can't park a dolphin here. You know how you God can tell that a, that a pre-taped bit isn't working when you have the actual crowd reaction of the cheering because the show's about to start. The warm-up person is telling them, you know, to applaud before the band starts, and uh, then they add in a an actual fake laugh after the cop says, "Hey, you can't park that here," because the idea was, well, the only reason the studio audience didn't laugh is because they were distracted. They didn't know that something funny had happened. Well, let's make sure everybody at home gets an extra laugh. Uh, it's uh, so painful. Um, it, it, it makes me feel good about myself when I see such shit that they actually take the time to write, produce. First of all, the whole business of, because they have to storyboard that out and come up with the yeah. concept, and then they have to go, yes, <laughs> yes. Let's do that. I was like, are you kidding me? This is such a pile of shit. Yeah. And and oh. Steven has to come in the week before to film it, you know, because they're not they're not doing that that afternoon, you know. So it's uh it's a lot of extra work. And look, when you put a lot of work in, some of those uh some of those videos on uh, SNL over the years are just uh you know truly amazing. They're great stuff. This is like the amount of time that had to go into this, and he's riding a dolphin for a few seconds. And getting splashed in the face, and you can't park that here. This is a great point. MT writes, I genuinely, genuinely wonder if Colbert reads this shit and, and sighs just before being grateful his kids won't have to pay for college. Yeah, right. he might. He might just like, oh, well, fuck it. It's, uh, we, we got nothing else. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and he's like, I, you know, uh, uh, daddy hasn't been working for the last five months. You know, I, he, he didn't get any money for that dumb podcast he did, uh, Strike Force 5, uh, because he gave it away to his staff. So he's like, all right, I guess I'm riding a dolphin. And yeah, I mean, I guess you're, they're like, all right. The head writer says, well, that's what you're going to do. He's like, all right, what am I going to do? Complain? No, no, no. Just go with it at this point. But yeah, uh, that's awful. And I think that, you know, you it's simple to say, well, they've been off for so long. They should have something to do. And and that is a uh, kind of like a thing that everybody would say. But it's very, very true. You should have had a list of 10 top notch bits to go with. And you went with shitty dolphin bit. Well, I'm glad you said that, Eric, because uh, what they did once the show itself started was uh, they did a monologue where they caught everyone up over the last five months, all the stories. And they even he even conceded at the beginning that it wouldn't it would be a waste of time to do that. But they do it anyway. So what you would assume is, OK, well, clearly the writers, you know, they were still scrawling ideas down. They were like, OK, we have jokes about this stuff that happened. We just can't do anything with them. We'll save it for when the show comes back. And I only have a uh, brief snippet of the monologue. Uh, so you're welcome, everyone out there in WATB land. But uh, let's take a look at uh, oh, the monologue was over two segments. You know, anybody who's ever watched a late night talk show. It's really, yeah, it's a few minutes and you go over to the desk and you do some other nonsense. But uh, no, 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 he came back and did more monologue. But uh, so I'm just going to give you like a, I don't know, like a minute or so here. Okay. With some smaller news, aliens are real. A 
former military intelligence officer testified to Congress that the U.S. government has seen UFOs and has likely been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s, which explains the popular vaudeville duo Laurel and Zorgon. <laughs> oh, oh uh, Eric, did uh, your uh, stream cut out? I uh, didn't hear you bowled over with laughter. Oh, I, I must have missed that. <laughs> The Laurel and Zorga. Do I need to? Do I need to bring it back? Do you need to oh, see no, it again? No. Is that, no, is that no. what the problem was? Is that, <laughs> maybe that's why. This should be the thumbnail for the episode. By Holy the way. shit! Yeah, no, that's that's a good idea. That's the best thing that uh, we have going for us here with this. Chris, Christian, Eric, Laurel, and Zorgon. Come on. God. Uh, well, I'm sure he follows it up with a good one, though. Let's get. Yeah, he's a professional. Let's uh, give him some credit. Oh, speaking of aliens, uh, Elon Musk. Huh? In July. In July. Thank you. In July, he rebranded Twitter as X, to which the world replied, why? Okay. Um, not terrible. <laughs> not yeah. terrible. Okay. Compared to the other content that we've just shared from this show, uh, it's not bad, but it's also... Uh, it just makes me ask, why did these shows come back after five months? <laughs> Didn't the networks realize like, oh, we could probably just, I don't know, show reruns of our primetime shows or I don't know, just film a bunch of standups and cut them together. There's probably a lot of ways to save money. But, uh, well, obviously you come back after uh, five months off. You want to have a big top tier guest. I don't know, you know. Uh, Tom Cruise, maybe, you know, talk about how, uh, you know, uh, Mission Impossible be available for DVD or streaming or whatever. Uh, you know, you could have uh, one of the biggest bands in the world on, yeah, at least ask Taylor Swift. Uh, but, um, well, over there at the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, they went a different way. They uh, got uh, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. How does it feel <laughs> to have your private health become public news uh, it's that's you signed up for that gig and that's that's part of it and now you know the 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 better i get the sad you know fox news becomes because they <laughs> they, they love every every <laughs> so as he takes that victory lap as he makes the point that uh, you know the more words he messes up the uh, happier fox news is Ordinarily, I wouldn't do this, but I'll point out the fact that what he meant to say is the sadder Fox News right. becomes. So he if did. you're going to point out that you're the picture of mental health, yeah, you might want to actually use the right word. Can you back that up? Because yeah, it, it, it kind of gets he kind of uh, keeps going well enough that it, yeah. it uh, you know. You barely yeah, look, the, the casual watcher who's basically asleep, and that's the only reason they're watching this interview, uh, wouldn't notice. But uh, Eric and I, we found it. They, they love every, every. <laughs> uh, I think I didn't back it up enough. Yeah. You know, the, the, the better I get, the sad, you know, Fox News becomes because. There it is. They, <laughs> they, they yeah. love every, every. <laughs> Yeah, he's fucked up. He's fucked up. You know, he's pausing and he's he's yeah. reacting to the laughing. But the fact of the matter is, he thinks that's Johnny Carson. <laughs> this guy's his brain is cooked. He doesn't know what the fuck planet he's on. 
is is Ed off tonight? Where where's where's Doc? Oh. I don't even know anything. Uh, and by the way, uh, for our visual audience, you'll see that there's this iPad here, and they did talk about that. That's basically it's uh, basically gives closed captioning of uh, Colbert's questions when he asks them, you know, I'm sure it's like loaded ahead of time. So he's going on the show to talk about, you know, how great he's doing, but he needs to read his questions. He can't actually uh, hear them. Wow. But, uh, That's interesting. Yeah. I, I found it to be fascinating, but not enough that uh, I was going to pull five clips from this, uh, this interview, but, uh, but I'll stop everything for a good super chat. Won't I, Eric? Well, absolutely. And since Christian uh, has to say this as is out yeah. and his uh, family, very involved with the, uh, uh, in lockstep with the writer's guild during the previous strike, uh, good as gold for $5 wants Christian to say the real problem with the strike is that most TV writers don't deserve their jobs. Especially Colbert. The job application is the 10 page thesis outline. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I uh, obviously uh, I'm here right now. I haven't uh, been successful uh, at this, but uh, I have submitted packets to those late night shows and uh, SNL. I used to do it every year. And uh, it's it's unbelievable the amount of paperwork. Uh, it, it's like they care less about your content uh, than making sure that the paperwork is filled out, uh, as evidenced by the way these shows turn out. Nelson's TAS and Game Archive for $2 writes, FYI, Fetterman was not recorded live. Well, it was pre-recorded. Well, th those shows are always pre-recorded, though, almost right. always, like ninety-nine percent of the time. But, but yeah, so they. But I. But to his point, yeah, they probably took more time with it. Maybe they tightened up the segments. You know, the the pauses that John takes, of of which um, there are a few, and uh, they do bring up uh, some issues regarding Fetterman that have been in the headlines. Let's uh, move on to our next. Maybe clip. have any of you heard of the a story about the the dress code? Yes. 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 I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. What We've heard about yeah. the dress code. Here you are. You're the star of it. <laughs> Senate dishes dress code as Fetterman and others choose casual clothes. Yes. Okay. Two things. The audience uh, is obviously uh, they are basically indoctrinated to some kind of Clockwork Orange style pre-show where <laughs> their eyes are propped open, where they're all in lockstep with everything that Stephen thinks because they're applauding that. Um, but also Fetterman and other who else dresses casually at the Senate? Like I, I've, I've never seen anybody in no, jeans and this no. guy's showing up in shorts and a hoodie. No, that he looks like a piece of shit. His brain is cooked. <laughs> I can't stand the guy. Uh, MT writes, nice hoodie, you fucking slob. You, <laughs> you got a hoagie in there. <laughs> oh, that's a that's 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was probably during Hoagie Fest at Wawa, so uh, I'm sure he's got one in there. Well, let's visit with the sender for a little bit longer. Yes. And, and I, 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 I swear, you know, it's assumed that it was about for me. And, of course, I don't know why. I mean, the way I dress. But uh, I never asked for it, you know. And then when I knew that this was going to be announced, I was like, oh, boy, here it comes. But uh, but I was really struck by, you know, oh, my God, the world is going to burn because he's going to wear a hoodie on the floor. But uh, I mean, like Ukraine or shutting down the government or you know, all these issues, I think it's much more important to seize, you know, what will this man wear on the floor of the Senate? Oh, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, just in case you want to well, stay casual and formal at the same time, we got you a tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah. Uh. Come on, this is gold, Jerry. Gold. Thank you very much. Thank you. It, 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 so, oh, I'm very exactly. Great. It only comes in large, so it might look like a uh, a onesie on you. Yeah.
So yeah, he's, minutes he's a- earlier, the guy's on your show talking about his depression and just fighting through it. And there's something to be said for, you know, making the case that, uh, you know, you can get through stuff. And then this guy insults him for being big and fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is huge. I mean, he's just a big. This guy's a fucking lummox. That's what he is. A lummox. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, he's the he's uh, the big blue ox from Paul Bunyan. Uh, well, uh, we have one last clip from this uh, that uh, you know Stephen provided Fetterman with a gift, and uh, well, there's only one way that uh, you could make the segment end on an even funnier note. Thank you for having me here too, and and I think I understand. You know, we brought uh, a present here. Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh-oh. You know, you have me a present, so I think I think we brought you one too. <laughs> God, oh, I can't. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't think you get it, Eric, because yeah. it's one of his sweatshirts. Of course. And Stephen Colbert it's- is smaller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Appreciate Second it. Second funny thing. I think they gave me. They gave me your size, so I think I could go camping in this. Okay. So, yeah, two funny things. All right. All X, right. Y, and that show's over. <laughs> well, that, that'll be uh, the last of our visit for uh, for this week with Stephen Colbert. Uh, next week, I want to uh, visit with uh, Jimmy Kimmel, who I think you and I are in agreement of, of all these guys. He's the one that we find the most watchable. Um, I may have already started uh, doing some of my research for next week, and um, we're going to be pretty disappointed, I think, when we watch uh, Jimmy Kimmel next week. That's that's all I'm saying. Fair enough. But but we uh, you had a super chat up there, which uh, made the point. Does anybody remember when talk shows were funny? The answer is no. It was so long ago. You know. I, yeah. I exactly. Exactly. It's it's uh, these these are these are just hitting to uh, uh, masses of people who are just looking for something almost as just background noise, it appears to me. Right, exactly. Well, we did just uh, feature a segment with a a U.S. senator, a sitting U.S. senator, and uh, I don't want to editorialize, but uh, ending up with this guy is what happens when you decide that Dr. Oz uh, should be his his opponent. (laughs) Uh, That's how you ended up with this guy. But anyway, we're talking politics, so let's stay with politics. A lot of people talking about Christian and Carl's segment, making it great with who are these politics? You know, uh, there's a there's a fairly big story in the news right now. And um, I, 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 uh, I find that uh, it's not as ripe for comedy as maybe some other people are finding it. But I, I did find a little uh, a little tidbit from uh, the the current uh, conflict in the Middle East. And uh, that's the uh, terrorist organization that is uh, basically running Palestine. And uh, there's a way to say the name of that organization. And former President Trump, he takes two cracks at it, and uh, neither one is right. The deal crushed the murderous Iranian regime with sanctions and starved Hamas and... We took Hamas and Hezbollah and all of the rest. We took them to task like nobody else. So Hamas and did he say Hamas? He said Hamas and hummus. Uh, you know, they're 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 both really close. <laughs> you know, and uh, I know that uh, the uh, WATP universe 
doesn't always appreciate when uh, we have a lot of clips uh, where Donald Trump looks like he maybe doesn't know a word. Oh, uh, no. Don't worry. Yeah, we We've got some good stuff here uh, because former President Trump is talking about one of his favorite topics here, the current president. He, he can't even walk off a stage. He walks off a stage. He finishes his speech. He lo looks, oh, well, he can't find he has no idea. You know, there's always a stair there, a stair here. You could even walk off the front, jump or something, do something. <laughs> he usually walks to the back into a wall. Yeah. There's a wall there. He walks right into a wall. Can't walk off the stage. Can't put two sentences together. And yet he's negotiating with President Xi of China. Oh. I, I, I love the voice change there. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> President oh, Xi of China. Yeah. You know, oh, God. It's well, yeah, I mean, we've all seen clips of Biden and it's hard. It's really hard. To, I don't want to argue that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I want to be able to argue that, but it's impossible to no, argue it's, that. It's impossible. And uh, fortunately for this show, uh, I do have a couple clips that showcase that. But we're going to start with this was just over the weekend. They figured out the solution uh, to have him not do that. God bless you all. and May God protect our troops. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He starts looking the wrong way, oh, and three man. seconds later, there's the first lady, Jill Biden. Oh, thank so, God. That's the only way to make sure he gets off a stage. That's the best is, you're going to get. Yeah. Oh, that's that's horrible. <laughs> that, that's Maybe if they the have like a strap get. underneath them and he goes, remember like at the beginning of the MTV Music Awards when Fart Man came down, stirred, <laughs> do it like in reverse, just lift them up, get them the fuck out of there. Yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. But... You know, look, they've come up with their fix. And uh, if you don't have the fix, well, then you get what we've seen before. And uh, this is a United Nations event. The exit is in the other direction. So he's oh. walked to the wrong edge of the stage. This is for our audio audience. And he's looking stairs. He's uh, looking at someone. President, thank you. And somebody's like, all right, thanks. Could you get off the stage? A momentous event. Huh? Well, the word thank do you I talk? Kind of inadequate. What? But where where should I go? Millions. Oh, so bad. Okay, well, clearly this way wasn't right before. Let me try it now. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. I hate to see that. That makes me. That, that makes me uh, actually sad. It, look, it's oh. sad. But when you do a show like this, uh, it it can only be seen as one word: content. And I mean, this seems like this last clip that we have of this, this was actually in a television studio. And uh, anytime that somebody's doing an interview in a studio, usually wait till they go to commercial. But, uh, you know, look, Biden's got places to be. This really feels as though it would have been a, a sketch, you know, in the heyday of SNL. They would have basically written something like this. Uh, he's uh, making an appearance, go figure, on MSNBC. American, whether they voted for me or not. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. That's yes, right. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and she Don't goes go back anywhere. to talking. It's very exciting to be around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard. Just, just shuffle it off. He's <laughs> walking a, behind her. He, it, there is no... Uh, um, uh, elegant way for him to ever walk away. It's always... Tippy and doddering and stupid. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, well, uh, one of the one of the two men that uh, we just uh, uh, took a look at are going to be uh, president again in twenty twenty five on inauguration day. Uh, someone who won't be president, and uh, Eric and I, we have a little bit of a different view. Generally, I like him as a guest. I, I don't think I would vote for him, but uh, Sean Hannity is not picking up what Vivek Ramaswamy is putting down, and uh, we will we will take a look at that. I I had the uh, the elegant setup to it, and then I realized oh, you're you're buying time, aren't you? But look, here it comes right. No, all right, now three, two, uh, one, <laughs> yeah, three, three. Two. Hey, we got any we got any good super chats there, Eric? Oh, of course, tons of them. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, let's see, lots of there's a there's this one person in particular, Crash Awesome. Eric Zane is just a boring version of. As he puts it, or she puts it, Gino Visconti. All right, look, I, I, I can, I can take a lot on this show, but uh, uh, one of the things that we don't allow is hate speech. Come on now, please, please. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's funny because uh, there's two ways to save these videos, and mm-hmm. uh, I saved the uh, Vivek Ramaswamy one in the in the wrong way, but it's okay, oh, okay. because I did such a good job setting it up. I still want to share it with the people. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll take a look. Because you weren't even mm-hmm. a Republican or voting Republican until what, 2020? Right. <laughs> well, Sean, I, when I did think first it depends on what your objectives with this interview are. I voted Libertarian in my first election. I voted Republican in 2020. You're right. I'm not I'll, a partisan hack. I'll, I come in from I'll the outside. I'll forgive you for your screw I'm an independent-minded I mean, patriot who speaks the truth. It sounds to me like you just want to jump from the from the private sector yourself, where you made a lot of money. By the way, I applaud capitalism. I applaud successful people. Sean, I, I applaud actually you for think, being so transparent about your objectives. I actually think that objectives. people working in, in oh, the defense of is, our country and the defense industry are playing a vital role for the role, role for the cause of freedom. So I don't really call it a corrupting image. Influence was suggest that somehow that's a corrupting influence. I actually like the experience so one that of the goes along that people with working for actually defense contractors. God damn! <laughs> Fucking well, shut up. One of the reasons I pulled that is because usually, by the nature of going on Sean Hannity's show, you're somebody he likes and agrees with. You know, uh, these those are the clips that I see, and uh, clearly Vivek Ramaswamy's like, great, this is going to be a, a great platform for me. But uh, I don't think it's a secret that uh, Hannity's still a Trump guy. Maybe, just maybe, there maybe was a text exchange before that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? um, it, it's just remarkable, though, that these two idiots think that they can actually get points across when they're talking to, at the same time. If you and I can manage, for the most part, to communicate without talking at the same fucking time, I think those two can as well. They should be able to, yeah. And uh, but uh, it it didn't really come across well. But my favorite part of the clip was at the very beginning, when he's like, you know, and you didn't even vote until a few years ago because Hannity has a studio audience now for some reason, and uh, you hear that person go, "That's, that's right, that's right." <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh! Look in the chat. It's Liam McEnany giving us two dollars. That's right. Uh, Liam says, hey, Eric Zane, F-U-C-L-A-L-O-L. Well, it's pronounced Fuckla, but uh, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, yes, uh, Eric is, I'm uh, sorry, not Eric, that's you. Uh, but Liam is uh, currently uh, at, at USC, so he's uh, oh, looking to tough, fight on. Tough loss. Yeah. Tough loss yes. for, the, uh, for the Trojans. <laughs> for the Trojans. Notre Dame, just rub your nose and shit. All right. 
Let's uh, let's make sure that uh, if Liam wants to respond, he has to give at least three dollars. Uh, we've got uh, one more uh, pundit. I don't know how you feel about uh, Jake Tapper on CNN. I, uh, I I he came to my attention years ago because he used to be the at the in the front row in the the White House briefing room asking Obama really annoying questions that he didn't like. You know, we're like, well, if you if you quit smoking, why did I see you smoking yesterday? You know, things like that. I'm like, okay. all right. I, I love that kind of stuff. So uh, he has uh, this this guest on uh, talking about Jim Jordan, who before this show, by the way, was uh, unsuccessful at becoming Speaker of the House. Uh, right. Apparently not every opponent can be uh, pinned down on a mat and uh, <laughs> bribed afterwards to not talk about it. But that's uh, allegedly. But in okay. any case, uh, let's uh, let's hear uh, Jake Tapper's exasperation about Jim Jordan here. Well, I think Jim Jordan is not out of the mix. I've talked to a lot of people who still support him. I've actually talked to Democrats who, who trust him at his word. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Jim Jordan? I, yes, I've talked to Democrats over the last week on who do they trust, even though they wouldn't agree with him on many issues. He is someone the Jim can, Jordan from Ohio? <laughs> uh, yes, the Jim Jordan from Ohio. <laughs> Democrats people, in Congress? Yes, they can work with him. And those name that one Democrat to, from Congress that trusts Jim Jordan. people off the record. They trust him more than they trust the former speaker. In my private conversations with Democrats, I will say that. Yeah, I, the, yeah, uh, I was just looking at her odd cleavage there the whole time, oh. but uh, that's that's still very very funny. <laughs> yeah, look, you don't have to look at Jake to think it's funny when he's like, name one, and she's like, oh, I'm not going to do that right now, okay? Uh, and what I know about uh, Jake Tapper is that he's a huge fan of the Philadelphia Phillies. So if uh, there was anyone who would appreciate us moving on after the super chat it is of course jake tapper what do we have from crash awesome crash awesome somehow feels bad for jokes which is dumb uh and says this is for eric i like you on watp because prior to that see, i got an apology i'm sorry for making eric sad <laughs> he looked i did he looked devastated I, oh I mean stop it Look, you know, uh, Eric and I are just sad because uh, we're not writing bits for Stephen Colbert riding sure. a dolphin back from the middle of the ocean. You know, what, what does that mean, by the way, that symbol next to the two? That that's a it's a currency called the euro. Oh, fuck. I didn't so know. it's a good thing that we have a five dollar super chat, because uh, if we only had a two dollar super chat, that would actually it would do the conversion. But remember. Only only U.S. currency for the uh, winning comment uh, for my sign off. Okay. Anyway, that being said, uh, an hour into the show, it's time for who are these sportscasters? Home of the hourly triple play. Our first video is one that I promised last week, but uh, as uh, as always, uh, there's there's always at least one glitch <laughs> in my uh, file preparation for the show. But uh, I look, there's little funnier in the world than the New England accent, the hardcore Boston accent, to the extent that the first time I watched this, I had to make sure that this wasn't a bit you know, like Barstool doing something or, you know, anything like that. This is an actual sports radio show called Felger and Maz. Uh, I guess it uh, airs on uh, the NBC sports in Boston. And um, if you follow the NFL casually, Eric, you'll say that, 
oh, this might not be the Patriots' year. Do you think that that's a uh, that's a safe assumption? That's probably the safest assumption. They're horrible. Yeah. Now this was uh, after last week's game. I knew that we could save this because I knew they were going to lose again. Uh, but uh, in last week's game, they were shut out by the Saints, thirty-four to nothing. And uh, you're going to hear some characters that uh, want to share their their uh, disenfranchisement with the Pats. The past few years has been terrible without Brady. Belichick's record is 26 and 29 now without Brady. This team this team blows. Mac has a noodle arm. The offensive line blows. No wide receivers around them. Mike Tusecki blows. It's like <laughs> Belichick's stuck in his old ways, and the, the game is catching up on him, and maybe it's time for him to either retire or do something. This is pathetic. We'll, we'll get to the next one in a minute, but I wanted to let that breathe because, honestly, that voice, I, yeah, Stoneman623 says that sounds like Norton doing an impression. I think – Eric and I could try to do a whole show of uh, Boston impressions and we would never nail it as perfect as that guy's actual voice. Oh you know? God, that is uh that is spectacular. And I, I couldn't agree more than uh, the, that that's, that's a, a favorite accent. I mean, you can't get any more fun than that. I could just sit there and just talk to anybody in that part of the country. Gentlemen, I think Bill Belichick is a bigger fraud than Lance Armstrong. Without steroids, Lance Armstrong is nothing. Without cheating and Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is nothing. Uh, I just wanted to talk about, I really don't think Belichick has ever been a good coach. All he is is a dick. How do these fucking guys not react to that? these These two stiffs in the studio are just sitting there. This is a highlight reel, so they they would react, and and there will be a reaction to the last comment. Okay, but the one guy was clearly laughing during the first guy because uh, you know okay, even good. even if he has the accent, he's like, all right, but this guy sounds like uh, well, he might awkwardly hug Princess Kate uh, at an event. It's a little <laughs> callback to last week for everybody, Eric. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's listen to uh, some more uh, developmentally. Uh, disabled New England. <laughs> talk about, I really don't think Belichick has ever been a good coach. All he is is a good defensive coordinator. And honestly, I hope next year that he goes to another team so I can root for him to fail and watch him fail like a human garbage piece of crap that he is. I am so tired of this guy having to watch him ruin this team year in and year out. And if he's on the team next year, I'm just not going to watch. I'll just be a fan of like the Chiefs or something. Liar. Wow. I like that the guy jumps in with liar. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I've, uh, I've, I've rooted for very many bad Mets teams in my life and, uh, I've, I've never held to the, I just can't watch next year. That's incredible. I love that. I'm so happy that happened. Yeah. And, uh, it's the, the one guy, it's like, he's a Pats fan. The, the caller in the middle. And he's like, Belichick's nothing without Tom Brady and cheating. I'm like, well, yeah, the rest of us have been saying that for decades. Right. But unfortunately now figuring it out. Yeah. But when you have Tom Brady, you can kind of really make up for, for a lot of deficiencies. That's incredible. Boy, it really worked out for Brady when, as soon as he left and then wins the Super Bowl, I mean, you couldn't be more perfect at that point. Yeah. So in that instance, the hosts are just kind of overseeing fans who are disgruntled. Uh, Our next clip is from a Dallas uh, sports talk show where they're uh, actively hoping for injury to Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. 
problems across the board for injured quarterbacks today in the NFL. Yeah, man. Week five, that does it to, to you, doesn't it? What week do you think Dak gets hurt and then Cooper Rush has to be the quarterback? No, I think the Cowboys no, are about to go on a run, He has injury history. Mike. I know. I think Cowboys no, are about think, to go on a run. You think it's tonight? No, I don't think it's tonight, Mike. Because there's a guy that sounds like Khalid Reeves. His name's Khalil Mack. I am terrified. And could, and could he take out Dak this game, and then you have to go with Cooper Rush, or is it the Trey Lance bandwagon time? I mean, the bald that guy just, for our visual audience—he really wants somebody to take yeah. out uh, Dak Prescott. He does. They, they, he has to really get in. He has to really commit to it and say, "I hope he's injured today. I hope he," because that's the only thing that could make this an interesting segment. This is this is what sports talk has become, and it's why I now hate it. There used to be some terrific shows back in the day. I used to love JT the Brick and Pharrell on the Bench because those fuckers actually were entertaining. These four stiffs can't do anything. Jesus. Yeah, no, I I, I think that uh, there's a reason why the most successful. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm sure this show is huge in Dallas because people just want the echo chamber of talking about the Cowboys when they're doing great. All right. Yeah. I wonder how many calls uh, they they're taking about the fact that the Texas Rangers are up two games and nothing against the, you know, the hated Houston Astros. There's definitely still taking all Cowboys calls, even if they had lost uh, last night against the Chargers, which they did not. But uh, I bet this guy still wants uh, Dak Prescott uh, taken out. Uh, anyway, I uh, oh, my gosh, Liam is back. Liam, Liam says, fellas, I got to go. Zane, enjoy being third from the bottom of the standings. I had to look it up because nobody at SC has paid attention to UCLA since 1954. Okay, fair enough. Uh, th thank you. That is very kind of you to offer that. My my wife went to USC, and uh, for a long time I would I would go to the games, and it was it was fun because it was like the the Matt Leinart Matt Leinart Reggie Bush era, so they were winning. It was fun. I went to a game where USC shut out UCLA fifty to nothing. It, it, it was it wasn't even remotely fun. It, it like at first the first quarter was fine, but eventually I'm like. It's it's like uh, on The Simpsons, the Krusty Burglar. It's like he's already dead. <laughs> Just get up, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I but I get it, and I'm glad that uh, Liam but, sending messages directly from the campus of the University yeah. of Southern California. That is fantastic. I, truth be told, though, I'm not a fan of this school. Oh, I went. I see. This is where I I had a medical procedure done there, and I got this at the bookstore because I was out of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a great reason, but yeah, it's a, it's like uh, people, you know, they go to New York and they buy the Yankee hat because the colors are nicer than Mets hats. I get it. But then, you know, you make the mistake of talking to somebody about, you know, if, so you wear that shirt, if you wear that shirt around here, somebody's going to start talking to you and you'll be like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. They have a really nice hospital though. I like their colors. <laughs> the colors. Uh, the uh, NFL has uh, paid way too much attention to uh, Taylor Swift as of late, yeah. and I'm sure they will again this weekend. But, uh, you know, I'm really coming around. I, I think I really like Al Michaels more than I did when we started this show because uh, I, I think he handles it perfectly because last Thursday, the Thursday night game, uh, the Chiefs looking on is he's well, at the moment. His good buddy and girlfriend. <laughs> his 
good buddy. Good Swift buddy. Makes the catch here. She gained a three. Good buddy. And that was it. You call somebody, you uh, call somebody that yeah, on, on, a, on like a CB. Hey, 10-4, good buddy. Jesus, good yeah, buddy. Well, there, there, there was this one summer, uh, you know, between sophomore and junior years of college. I had a good buddy, sort of like he's talking about. Uh, you know, it'd be great to have Taylor Swift be your good buddy, uh, but uh, or would it be? You know, do you, when you know you're getting yeah. songs written about you, but that that's that's, that's hardly a hot take. But I loved Al Michaels, just like all right, yeah, there she is. And uh, my understanding is he didn't talk about her again, but I think they did have some other cutaways. And, oh, uh, that's, yeah, he doesn't that's want to why, talk about that. Yeah, that's why this show is becoming the uh, the Al Michaels, uh, 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 you know, fan show, the, the stand show. Uh, this was one that you sent to me, which I thought was great. Uh, it was uh, from the NFL Network, the sidelines about a uh, player named Jerry Judy. I feel like it speaks for itself. But if uh, you want to set it up in yeah. any way. Uh, Jerry Judy felt insulted by something that former NFL player Steve Smith had said about him, I think is how it went. And there was yeah. a, there was a, something that happened between them before this clip. And while they were talking, Steve Smith and his counterpart, Jerry Judy was in behind them uh, dancing and making an ass out of himself. So then Steve Smith, who is an absolute, when he played football, he was not a guy you fucked with. I mean, it, the guy was a badass. He then responds to Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos by saying this, fantastic slow uh rant about jerry judy for a short while ago yeah broncos wide receiver jerry judy was walking by and steve called out to him I and he got a different reaction i called out to him because I, on my podcast cut to it i just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner and so the word that i've used uh to describe him in the past was a jack just a guy just a guy and so when Jack. I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, -face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, you can was say. ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, Time out. It was a curse word. Time out. And so I was like, all right. Well, and then he repeated so, it. So are we I, to assume I'll that's... Uh, I'm sorry that I said you were a Jack. Yeah, just sorry. A guy, uh, who's an average guy. Who's a first-round pick on. <laughs> we're almost done. doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism. Yeah. Okay. So he called him a Jag. Then he felt bad about it. He went to apologize. Judy said the N word to him is what I'm is that That's what yes, he meant. That, right. Well, the, the other guy there is like Ninja. I'm like, yeah, what we, I'm sorry. <laughs> So what? I'm the only one who knew that uh, that that's a substitute for that word. I, right, I did I not know that. I wish he yeah. would have just said he called me the N word. Wouldn't that have been easier? Well, I get it because you know, I mean, this is so. This is for the NFL Network, and maybe he doesn't know. Okay, you know, maybe he he's get not in trouble. Sure. You know, if he was doing, if he was recording his podcast, I'm sure he would have said it. I think he was just uh, you know erring on uh, the side of so, uh, of caution there. Yeah. Does this mean we can't we can start calling Carl like a ninja now? Is that 
it's, are we going to get canceled if we call somebody a ninja? Is that, is well, it, depends that on, it depends on how you use it. Because uh, what? how are you going to stress the the vowel sound, or sorry, the consonant sound of the J? You know, if you're going to keep it ninja. Would I have to call him a ninja? Is, is that what you're <laughs> suggesting I have to call him? Oh, Eric, I'm not suggesting anything. This is this is just you asking a question. Oh wow, this, As, ninja, please! Uh, is, is, yeah. is, wow. This well, the is, next time the next time we all text, you can uh, just be like, "Thanks, my ninja." You know that'll be fine. You can. Wow, say this that. is this is all fucking new to me. I I, I mean I, I I'm kind of at a crossroads. Do I start to incorporate ninja regularly into my lexicon, or is this yet another word that we cannot say? Well, I feel like where you live, you might be able to get away with it. Um, I will not be incorporating right. it into. Okay, all uh, right. This is this is another one you sent uh, about some big energy, <laughs> but I, I I think we actually don't need to set this up. Really, I think that this is this is a fantastic uh, little bit of audio. I tell you what, he's dealt with a lot of adversity to get here. He's grateful to be watched as quarterback, and they know that every time he takes the field, he's going to bring that big penis energy. He's going to. <laughs> Bring that big penis energy. He's gonna bring that big penis energy. Yeah. That's right, Harry. Right. Let's go, baby. Go, Ninja. <laughs> I've been pronouncing his name. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was uh. What What's the guy's name? He does a talk show. That's Pat McAfee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McAfee says that. So Michael Penix is the quarterback for Washington, and. Yes. You know, uh, I think what you have here is Pat McAfee is rubbing off on these people in a really good way. They're fucking around, you know? Yeah. I mean, the when I've seen clips from college game day and McAfee's there, it, it is it is definitely a lot looser. Yes. Uh, they're, they're, like you said, they're having fun, which uh, didn't usually look like a fun show, did it? Oh, shit. That's great. That is yeah. uh, that is fantastic. By the way, the audience is really running with Full on uh, embracing ninja. Uh, well, we have uh, a dozen fucking texts about if, use of that. If uh, if they would, uh, <laughs> Connor, I pity the ninja. <laughs> Carl smokes in Newports. <laughs> well, hey, uh, and uh, if if uh, oh my gosh, the creep off says that ninja stole the last donut, <laughs> Vinny. Oh my gosh, uh, to have a celebrity in the chat, we had Liam McEnany. We had Vinny Paulino. And, yeah. you know, I'm glad we're mentioning some of the names from the WATB universe because, Eric, I feel like you and I, we've quickly become two ninjas. I would say we're fan. Yes, we're the ninjas of the WATP universe. But I also would say we're fan favorites, right? I mean, I think that goes without saying. Without a doubt. As soon as, you yeah. know, these people are really starting to embrace us, and it, it, it feels good to feel the love. Um, uh, from these people because they're actually participating in a good way. Right, exactly. And I figured that there was only one way to make our show better, and that was to solicit a segment, which I asked for of a length of two to three minutes. We'll see uh, whether or not we get that. But I solicited from the most popular figure in the Dabbleverse, the most popular figure in the WATP universe from the Blind Mike Project. Uh, our friend Hackride has put something together for us. So everybody sit back and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Well, hello, this is Hackride. 
thank you for coming. Yes, this is Let's A Sport. Yes, a segment I have on my own show. But it is so good, others want it now. Yes, so this is the WATP edition. Thank you so much, Carl and Christian and Eric. Eh, not so much. I don't know you. We'll be <laughs> friends soon, but I don't know you now. So anyway, they said two to three minutes, and I said it won't be as long as it will be. You edit it. I don't care. I pulled these clips. It'll be as long as it'll be. Anyway, what you are listening to is the Oregon Ducks theme. Yes, Oregon Ducks. It was a it was a heartbreaker this weekend. Yes, a loss to Washington. Missed field goal at the buzzer. Oh, it happens. These are young kids. The They'll bounce back. And I think we're still winning the chip this year. Put your money on it. I did. Oh, I lost my shirt. I lost a horn. Oh, anyway, that's not part of the script. Now I only have last time. This is going to go terribly. Anyway, we'll see. let's start the day with one New England Patriots. Yes. The New England Patriots played this weekend. You might not know that by how they played. But yes, they played. They have a little issue at their quarterback position. A man named Mac Jones. Yes, who looks like a, a giant bag of flour. Yes, he is out there throwing. No one. Would you like to see some highlights? Let's see how Mac Jones did this weekend. Here's some Mac Jones clips. Let's see what you got, Mac. <laughs> oh, there he goes. So, uh, missed it. That's a, two, that's a two yard out. Oh, it's, uh, you almost got it, Mac. Fan <laughs> almost got it there, Mac. To throw it in a giant duck. No, no, yeah, that one almost went in. No, no, Mac Jones. You almost got Okay. Well, let's see. A little bit of issue in New England, it looks like. With, a little bit. With the quarterback, so. I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, what, what's going on here? Can you show me? This is how much I'm fucking done with Mac Jones, way. Net the way. Y'all want to do the pinch of Mac Jones jersey? Kind of accelerant. Oh! Oh, that's never good. Pinches. Oh, no. Mac Jones, they are burning your jersey. You have been lebron Yes, you have been LeBron James. Anyway, not so good for New England. And let me tell you, for the rest of the... NFL community. It's about fucking time. Oh my God, for 15 years we had to sit and watch you go to every AFC championship. Oh, your team was so boring. Your coach was so dull. And your quarterback was so nice. You had no star quarterback players, except for one year he had Randy Moss. The only fun year. <laughs> oh, it's so fun to watch you lose now. Uh, from everyone. Yes, anyway. You want to get that disgusting taste of Mac Jones out of your mouth? Let's watch a little talent. This, this is sport. I count this as sport. Okay. Oh, yes. This is a, a, yes. a skydiving acrobatic. She does not have her parachute open. Acrobat in the air. And this is a sport. Yes. She's and dancing. I would 100% do it. Yes. Right okay. in the air. I don't know how you get the friction, but we would figure out. Look, she can get the friction. She knows how to do This is a sport. Mac Jones could never do this. <laughs> never. Well, let's throw him out of a plane and see. What do you think, New England? Huh? Blind Mike, you're with me on that one. <laughs> so anyway, that's amazing. Yes, Blind that was Mike was in the chat. She is sporting. Right, how much time do I have left? Oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's time now for some fan games. Yes. Fan games. This is where we watch the fans play. It's so much fun when we watch the fans play. So let's, let's watch some fans play right here. I think we are looking at the Founding Fathers Night in, in, in Philadelphia. I don't know where this is, but let's just pretend it's Philadelphia. Here we go. It's a, it's a shot in the stands. And 
and uh, I love a good crowd fight, especially when somebody's dressed like George Washington. Yes. Wow. This is how our country began. Yes. Power to the people. Yes. All right. That's not all we have. Let's check out this lady showing young people what life will be like when they get old. Oh. Yeah. I remember this oh. clip from when it happened. Uh, oh, this this woman who looks like Chris Jenner yeah, maybe she, is Chris Jenner. Here it comes. She steals a ball that a player ah, was throwing to this little girl. Her Dacian mother just takes it away. How yeah. dare she? She has billions of dollars. She doesn't need that ball. Uh, so she's literally Give crying. Ball this little girl. Kid deserved it. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> You're not right. I'm glad that, that happened. Yeah. Isn't that peaceful? When Hackride brings us back to the skydiving. After a fight or something bad. I always like to look at her. Go, <laughs> That's life. That is sport. All right, folks. Here's our big story of the day. College football. It's like the biggest thing in the world right now. What if I told you, right in the middle of it, there is a cult. A fucking cult. Let me introduce you. Yes, to the cult of the Texas A&M men's cheerleading squad. Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with these weirdos? <laughs> oh, let me show you a video. This is to set the stage. That's what I, I'm explaining to you. So this, this next part. This next clip. Oh, could could it only have been longer for me to be happier about it. Let's Gags. see the mail trip. Pump it, eggs. Pump it, eggs. One, two, Pass it back, eggs. Pass, Pass it back, eggs. What are they saying? Hump and eggs. Hump, hump and eggs. eggs. They're Four, saying hump and eggs two, and pass it back, gays. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. G-G-I-E-S. By the way, you'll notice there's no ninjas there, Eric. Yes, that's the problem. If they had a few ninjas there, this would be fun to watch. I disagree with hack ride vomiting. I love this. I can watch this all day. This is sport. Wow. I hope you all feel bile rising in your stomach right now. The way I do. That's true. There's an 18 or 19 year old prospect, a five, a four star prospect looking at that and says, I want to go here. Come to Oregon, baby. We don't got any of that weird shit. No. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for coming. You let us sport the WATB edition. I'm sure it was terrible and I fucked it all up. It was. I don't mind letting Eric down because I don't know you. Yeah, he I'm doesn't care. The, yeah. uh, I've already let down today, so it's okay. Anyway, we'll see you next time. On. <sighs> oh, oh. No, I fucked it up. Oh, it's perfect <laughs> till the end. Oh, let us sport WADB edition. I am Hackride. Go to Hackride. Go to Hackride on YouTube. Go to Puzzle Box every Thursday night. Yeah. This is what we do. I dance. I'm going to show you right now. Just kidding. Get the fuck out of here. He he does have his own show Thursdays okay. on his Hack Ride channel. It's called Puzzle Box. And uh, I want to get your thought, but before uh, we need to mention, I showed this, but for our audio audience, Vinny Paulino. Oh, good. Hack Ride is here to ruin another show. Yes. And then he also said, I've never missed Oops. Carl before. Sorry. Uh, okay. This is how I, this is my opinion of Hack Ride. Uh, it's the same as I felt when I first saw Chip Chipperson. I did yeah. not like Chip Chipperson at all. Now I do. What the fuck? 
So now I wait. Okay. Just like I thought Chip was a pile of shit. That's how I feel about Hackride. He's a pile of shit. We can Oh my gosh. You and realize he, he's a he's a demon, right? People have sold their soul and and sacrificed their neighbors no. uh, only to please him. But I, you still I, don't care. Part of me died while watching all of that <laughs> shit. But I think that if I give it some time, I might like it. That well, was fucking horrible. <laughs> every second of it. No, you can't say every second of it because the, the male cheerleaders, that's fascinating. He found good clips. You have to give him that. The clips were good, but the, oh God, what a fucking asshole. Jeez. And and I wish that I had seen that uh, Mac Jones jersey go up in flames. I hadn't seen that earlier. So uh, Hackride is uh, in the chat responding to Eric. Oh, I'm a huge pile of shit. Uh, you know, uh, if we should change the rules that if uh, Hackride wants to send a super chat, then Eric has to read it. But uh, <laughs> did you not see that skydiver? Is that, wait, that's not you? Yeah. Is Carl the watching? The problem's not the clips, asshole. <laughs> I, I, look, it, what did the demon do to you? Where did the demon touch you when you were a child, Eric? Oh, That's fuck. clearly what the problem is. We, we were having so much fun with our new word that we figured out from Steve Smith, and Hackride came in here and fucked the whole thing up. Purloined? Was that the new word that we were having fun with? Oh, All fuck. right. Well, look, we, uh, you know, I thought about maybe saving it for the end of the show, but then I realized we've got some great fun to go through here. We'll be done soon. Don't worry. We've got some baseball clips to go through and one of my favorite Hall of Fame segments we've ever done. So if you don't feel like celebrating after the Hack Ride clip, Eric and Vinny and, well, Hack Ride, I don't know. Hack Ride, you should be celebrating. I'm giving you an A for effort, an A plus for effort. But somebody who did feel like celebrating on national television uh, was Justin Verlander, who in some weird alternate reality, I, I think he was actually pitching for my team at some point this year, the Mets. That doesn't right. seem right, though, because here he is with the Astros, which is kind of where he belongs. And uh, he was there to hype everybody up. I'm doing the World Series. Yeah. You, maybe, maybe not, Dusty, by the way. Maybe you're not going to get to talk to the World Series. All right. All right. Come on, please. All right, shit. Uh, boys, this is, uh, this is one of those seasons, you know, nothing went our fucking way early. We battled through injuries. Yeah. Um, we fucking grinded. I wasn't even fucking here. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Seventh fucking time. Seventh fucking time. All right. Don't look that. Don't take that for granted. On seven. Everybody pop these motherfuckers. <laughs> So that was on TV. That aired on uh, Fox Sports One. And I love that there's the moment where they like do cut away, and then obviously the director's like, "No, they're gonna pop the fucking champagne." Yeah, I know he's swore. Yeah, let so, yeah, it go. I, I, if I didn't set that up uh, well enough, my apologies. That no, all it's went, totally that cool. went over the air like that. Well, and I think you think after the first fuck, they might have like started to lean on the dump button, you know. Well, you know what's interesting? It's cable. You can you can do that. It, it's just yeah. that people don't because they're afraid someone's going to get vended yeah. or yeah. some shit. But this isn't right, network exactly. TV. You can say whatever the fuck you want on there. Uh, Tony B says uh, an A for effort. How about a J for jerk off? 
Crash Awesome says, this show's not finished yet. I thought you peaked half an hour ago. You're probably right. That probably was the peak. But uh, I, I'm always the guy. I like to stay a little bit too long at the party. Uh, and just to uh, respect all viewpoints, Hack Ride, according to Freedom's Lunch, Hack Ride is an entertainment powerhouse who will soon eclipse you all. Hail Hack Ride. Ugh. So, Ugh. Uh, Fuck. And, real... and Eric, you hadn't met Hack Ride before this, right? No, this is the first no. time you've seen his work. No, I, I, he reminded me of another member of the uh, WATP uh, multiverse, whatever you weirdos call it. But uh, it uh, no, that's the first time I've ever been exposed to Hack Ride. Well, you know, we've all been exposed to Hack Ride at some point. Uh, so the uh, baseball playoffs continue. Uh, and uh, I, we got some uh, really fun clips out of the uh, Braves Philly series. The uh, 104 win Atlanta Braves, best team in baseball. Uh, spoiler alert, lost to the Phillies, who were the wild card. And uh, along the way, there was some fun to be had. And uh, in this clip, this is the Braves radio announcers synced up with the TBS audio, but uh, Bryce Harper uh, had an issue with Braves player Orlando Arcia uh, because it was reported that in the clubhouse after the one game that the Phillies lost, he uh, said, boy, Harper and laughed and clapped uh, for a game that they lost right. on a double play to end the game, uh, which if this was a different show, I'd show that highlight, but hey, I've got too many clips as it is. So uh, that became public and throughout the entire game, Bryce Harper glared at Orlando Arcia, including every time he rounded second base, which, again, spoiler, was many times That's in that game. great. It was fantastic. So, yeah, so the Braves uh, radio booth uh, doesn't take kindly to it. Around the world, I'm not sure that's quite appropriate. Anybody, what anybody wants to see. Alec Bohm, now nothing in one. So there's the uh, stare down as he goes around second for our audio audience. He's looking back, <laughs> making sure, like, you see me? I'm yep. staring at you. Which I love that. I love all this. Yep. This is great. You know, there was some, a story attributed to some writer who said he overheard Arcia say something in the locker room that was disparaging about Harper after game two. There's no proof that it was even so said. What? Even the writer said he wasn't sure that's what he said. But Harper's taken it to heart. And he's been glaring at Arcia. Alec Bohm takes ball. Ooh. Round second on both homers. Right. Well, that was something that was turned into something that it was never meant to be. All right. Well, uh, this was uh, the, the night of the, the game. Uh, after the game, uh, thanks to his interpreter uh, during the uh, the reporter gaggle, uh, it was confirmed, in fact, that uh, yeah, he's Orlando it. Arcia did indeed say it. Uh, and we'll take a look at that did here. He wasn't supposed to hear. That's why we were celebrating. That was why we were uh, talking in the clubhouse. Okay. He wasn't supposed to hear it. And so, uh, th this really touched off the whole conversation is, you know, but it was during the media availability. This right, reporter right. didn't sneak into the clubhouse, you know? Yeah, and this has been a real dust up because there've been some reporters who are questioning the integrity of the other reporter. And what oh, would you, all this bullshit. Would, would you like to see one of those? I've got Alana Rizzo from the MLB oh, network. She who, was the, uh, yeah, she's the one. Yeah. Yeah, who uh, calls the guy, uh, he, well, basically calls him a hack ride. 
am so irritated with all of these people, these bloggers or podcasters or, or not even reporters, not even journalists going into the clubhouse. You're ruining it for the rest of us. The guys that come in in the postseason oh, and up. don't have any <laughs> clue of, of the pulse of the team and, the, and it's making it worse for the people that are there every single day covering this team on a daily basis, and then some jack-off comes in at the end of the season that gets a credential, God only knows why. Oh, yeah, this is one of these... these. Uh, uh, in, I, I'm a news person with integrity. I'm not like a blogger. Well, guess what? There's more people probably reading that, whoever that is than you. For fuck's <laughs> Freedom's sake. Lunch. Freedom's Lunch says, Philly's fan here. I'm loving this segment. Yeah. We really do cater to Philadelphia a lot on this well, show. Well, no it's just common sense. People love this type of yeah. drama. I mean, baseball is the is probably the most pussy sport there is in the world because all these stupid unwritten rules and shit like that. I love the way how they're starting to get away from the stupidity of some yeah. of that, uh, all this gentlemanly bullshit in baseball. I I couldn't agree more. And uh, Dwyer Christian asked if that's a luchador mask on the shelf. I hope so. Crash awesome with some constructive uh, suggestions. Carl should do a show where the hosts read through the weekly world news and comment on how ridiculous the stories are. That would be gold. Honestly, that sounds like a good show. I, yep. uh, I I'd, I'd watch I, it. I'd I would, watch. I, I would, I would ask to host it and then be sad when uh, I wasn't allowed to, but uh, you know, I've got this show. I'm happy with it. Well, our last actual clip, uh, Oh, sorry. I uh, no, I, I, I brushed off your. What did it say? Broads and broads and sports don't mix. That's Tony B who said that. Which uh, you know, he's getting that one for free. That 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 should have been a super chat that I had to read. <laughs> so uh, our our last clip for the show proper before we get to our Hall of Fame segment, it is uh, after the Phillies had won. And uh, Matt Weiner, who does the sideline reporting, it's not really sideline on baseball, but you know what I mean. He's down on the field for TBS. He talks to Nick Castellanos, who is a superhero of this show, and he's only adding to his legacy here with this interaction. Nick, nobody in Major League history has hit two home runs on back-to-back postseason games, but you just did, and you guys are headed to the NLCS. Where's the question in that? There's no question. Well, thank, thank you for telling me. I thought you'd be happy with that. Uh, I am, man, but we got eight more wins. Here's a... <laughs> he turns it... Where, where was the question in that? What a dick. That is such a dick move. Oh, Look, I, oh no. I got uh, I, I got uh, no complaints about uh, baseball oh. players being dicks, especially oh. uh, when it turns into a clip that uh, we can use on this show. That is so great. I mean, most most baseball players would go, yeah, boy, we feel good. You know, they, they, they play along. Not yeah. a bit. Where's the question in that? <laughs> well, the reason I'm so happy for our Hall of Fame segment, uh, Eric, is because it does feature our friend Nick Castellanos. And uh, there's actually a moment from that game, and uh, we might take a look at some of his most impressive work. So uh, let's get to our moments in broadcasting history. W-A-T-B. Way back, back into time. Let's find out who are these broadcast histories. So, as I'll highlight when we uh, get to one of the clips in particular, 
I've started to feel like because of this trend, sometimes heartfelt moments and eulogies are placed right as Nick Cassiano steps into the batter's box. And I think that that was the case on uh, whatever night that was last week, Wednesday, Thursday, when the Phillies beat the Braves, because uh, there's a, a, a little heartfelt shout out to former Phillies manager, Charlie Manuel, who'd had a stroke. And uh, they want to let you know how his uh, recovery is going. Well, we got a former Phillies manager on our mind. Charlie Manuel continues to improve. He suffered a stroke a couple of weeks ago. A legend here. 12 seasons as a manager of the big leagues. Look at that. Those coming here in Philadelphia. Right. the skipper of that Jimmy Rollins 2000. Nick Castellanos at the plate. Philadelphia Phillies oh, World no. Series winning team. And good reports coming in. He's even taking a little batting practice, we understand, lately. So, Charlie, if oh. you're out there. Clip of we're thinking Charlie. Oh, this was Thursday. Oh, oh no. Charlie, I thought it was. That's depressing. And <laughs> as they come back from the clip. Oh. Castellanos. Has another one oh. For Charlie. Oh, no. Charlie doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And that's uh, Castellanos' kid right yeah. there. I love that clip. Uh, yeah. So I think that you're like, oh, uh, we're gonna, we've got a package that we put together on uh, Charlie Manuel. Oh, oh I know when we're going to yeah. play that. <laughs> they, they should just make rent. shit up. If I'm the baseball announcer, I just make up things you know i mean it doesn't have to be charlie manual he can just yeah. say oh by the way i saw this uh, ninja get run over in the street just before <laughs> when i was walking into the stadium this this pack of ninjas was just so, hit by a truck ninja parts all over the place <laughs> oh my god oh it's a long fly ball oh so this goes back to a clip that i know we shared on this show previously which is uh tom brenneman's on-air apology for using a uh, slur uh that describes homosexuals uh and uh so he had to apologize and he did not return to the broadcast booth he actually lost a few jobs because of it so this is the key moment of that apology obviously if you want to really live in and soak in the entire moment uh, you can easily find that also in a past episode of our show. But uh, let's uh, let's relive the first of these Nick Castellanos moments. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep <laughs> left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. You're not. You're, you're not right. going to be putting that. Yeah, yeah you, you, you are, definitely yeah. won't be putting that. <laughs> uh, uh, super chat from Tony B says, no Phillies tribute is complete without Mike Schmidt's retirement cry. Maybe one day down the road, you, Tony, thank you, know you for the reminder. Depending on uh, what we have from them later in the playoffs, Tony B, I'm going to write that. That's a that's a great thank call. You. I also want uh, uh, the, the Philly fanatic getting ejected uh, because he hurt Tommy Lasorda's feelings. So yeah, there's, there's a few good Philly clips that we can dust off. So that's the incentive for them to win the world series. Thank we'll you, put Doug. together some good clips. By the way, we have several people at $5 now, but we're going to go with the first one. The person who demanded that you say something bad about the writers and the writer's strike. That well, would that's be up to you. Liam, yeah. Liam, uh, I believe. No, maybe not. But anyway, no, uh, no, we'll make sure we get to that one. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, look, if somebody puts in five dollars and two cents, we got about four more minutes. So uh, get it in there. Uh, you'll win on a technicality. Uh, so this one is not a home run. It is a spring training base hit, but it does always get included in the montage of Castellanos having a moment at an inopportune moment. So prior to this, 
uh, one of the uh, one of the coaching staff for the Toronto Blue Jays had gotten a DUI like two days earlier. And uh, so the uh, announcers feel like they need to talk about it. This is during spring training. What else are they supposed to do in Florida except uh, get hammered and drive home? Although, you know, what are you going to do in Toronto? So same question. But so that's the background on this moment. And these are the uh, Toronto announcers. So they probably didn't know the uh, kind of thunder that Nick Castellanos uh, brings to the plate. Very significant situation with Pete Walker. Very highly respected pitching coach, but Blue Jays and the organization are going to wait until all of the information is gathered. So he's continuing to serve as so the pitching coach, and he's been here today watching these Blue Jays pitchers so far. Three pitchers today, and we're he's trying to, to play devil's Alex advocate. Yeah. And maybe Anthony Castro throughout the course of this game. Let alone, but that's going to drop for a base hit. Castellanos <laughs> reached out and poked it into right field. Yeah. He picks up a two out base hit. Yeah. Castellanos has been aboard twice now. So, again, it's a base hit. It's spring training. It doesn't even still, count. However, it doesn't <laughs> matter. The the somber tone that uh, the, the booth had to take on. Right. All right. We've got uh, two more. This one is from Memorial Day. By the way, there is a there was a 9/11 that I think he hit two home runs, but that uh, there wasn't a moment where the booth was you know saying right, that we should right. remember. It was just know, like yeah, yeah, you know. Can you but, imagine if like he died, and, uh, and and they're and they're talking about it on TV, and and, yeah. and, and they're like, oh no, it would be it'd become like kind of like Inception. <laughs> who would hit the home run? Who would hit the home run? We're talking about Castiano. So. This one was on Memorial Day. I am 100% sure, okay, 99% sure, that this is an instance where uh, where Tom McCarthy and John Cruck, who are the usual play-by-play TV announcers for the Phillies, I think that this is when they started, let's schedule the Memorial Day message when Castellanos is at the plate. Okay. The gold chair, which will sit vacant here at Citizens Bank Park, honoring... Uh, those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Castellanos <laughs> whips one to deep left uh, field. It oh, is <laughs> Nothing says dead veterans uh, like Nick Castellanos' <laughs> home run. I mean, it was it was perfect. But the best one for me is not actually the Tom Brenneman one. I do love that one. This was the second one. This is when we started to notice the trend. Uh, this is, uh, unfortunately, I think it's the same series. And um, someone in the um, on the royal staff unfortunately happened to pass away, and well, their message was uh, relayed when uh, Castiano stepped stepped to the dish. Well, we're going to tell you about oh, a no. great man, war, and it's war a hero loss for the royals family. This is George Gorman, who passed away at the age of 96. Oh. He served our country in World War II. Pilot. He went to the University of Kansas, and so did his son, Pat Gorman, who's been working for the Royals oh, in the clubhouse. No kidding. For 26 years. Wow. And that was Pat's father. Uh-huh. That's, that's nice. That's a great life. 96 years. Great life. And War here. Pat, World War II. Like his dad went to KU. Yeah. That's awesome. He also went to Bishop Ward High School. <laughs> there's the a crack. drive into deep it's left center field, the and there's never a great time to... <laughs> 
<laughs> eulogize someone during the broadcast, so we apologize for that. I thought he was going to say never a great time to eulogize during Castellanos at that. Well, it's because he addresses the fact. Tremendous but loyal. Listen to the other voice in the booth here at the end. For 26 years. Oh, they're still talking about it. Katie, yep. as she lost her father-in-law and daughters, oh. Abby and Caroline. Oh, I would have said fuck it. But they had him for 96 years. Oh, Sorry for your loss. Oh, it's, it's Rex, that's Rex Hudler chiming in. Oh, whatever. sorry for your yeah. loss. <laughs> sorry for your loss. Oh, my God. Now, all you have to do here is replace uh, the F oh. with uh, uh, rhymes with you have to say bag instead. Okay. F, you have to say F rhymes with bag where the where that word is when you yes. finish the show. All right. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm, I'm glad that uh, those are the rules because uh, I. I, I don't uh, I don't know what I would be able to do if I uh, said if I was forced to say the actual word. But uh, guys, we did it. We had fun. It was happening. We made it through another WATB. Thank you to everybody who joined us. And I'm going to say thank you to Hack Ride for his contributions. Oh, I hope uh, the only hit... place to go is up. Yeah. No. And uh, Hack Ride, there was a reason I said two to three minutes, but I enjoyed it. You so. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, that, so if you want to leave us a voicemail for this show, look for the number at whoarethese.com and please mention that it's for WATB. I think we got a voicemail one time. I think we've only gotten one. So yeah, far. it'll take some time. It'll yeah. Take some time. And as we've mentioned, uh, there's also an audio version of the show. So wherever you listen to your audio podcasts, please comment. And unlike the rule for WATP, which is to shit on the show in the comment, but give us five stars. Our show is talk about how much you like me. Shit on Eric Zane. If you want to shit on Hack Ride this week, that's fine too. I know he didn't sign up for that, but that's how it goes. Please say nice things about me, but also please give us five stars. Uh, you can uh, find me on X and Instagram at Christian DMZ. My personal podcast, The Blatcast, on Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I'll be joined by the devil versus own Carlos Danger, and we're going to talk. Because it's Halloween time, we're going to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the good one. No, the one from uh, like two years ago that's on Netflix. Yeah, here, we're going we're gonna to talk about a really, really bad reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So uh, please uh, find that. And uh, Eric, I want to give you a chance to promote what you've got. So uh, as the great Greg Opie Hughes would say, what do you got? Thank you, Kristen. You can find me wherever you download shows. The Eric Zane Show podcast is five days a week. Uh, you can download the audio podcast or I'm on Twitch. Just search Eric Zane live, all one word. There's a whole bunch more, but I, I don't want to talk about it. it. You'll figure it out if you like the show. And you might not because a lot of people say it's the worst podcast ever. Oh, so, all right. Well, uh, speaking of which, make sure you check out Puzzle Box on Hackride's channel Thursdays. Uh, I forget what time, but I, I, I got it in there for you. Hack ride. Oh. All right. Well, uh, there's no more. We've, we've done all that we can do. We've done it all. So all that's left to say is, uh, to sign off and remember that not every mic is a hot mic. And I left my heart in the F rhymes nope, with nope. bag yeah. <laughs> capital of the world. Thanks for the laughs guys. And thank you to everybody. We will see you next week.